What do you want? Uh, talk about stuff. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Big Bad Nonsense, the podcast that tells you stuff and hopefully makes you laugh. I am Sock, sitting here with my good buddy, Biscuit. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, this is going to be uh, well prepared for and not something we decided on five minutes ago. So, um, yeah, going to wow you today. Yes, we, we didn't. Bringing it. We didn't put this together at the last minute and and start talking to each other after we had failed to agree on a proper time because of my poor planning skills. None of that yeah, happened. Yeah, I was like, so, yeah, I was like, so, you let me know what time's good, and you're like, okay, and then proceeded to not say anything. So, um, good job by you. Uh, anything that goes wrong, listeners, you can blame it all on me. There we go. Speaking of things that have gone wrong, um, so I put jokes into Google, and I got one for you. You ready for this, Bob? Do it, do it, do it. All right, so there are two detectives at a crime scene, and they're looking at it, and one detective, he was like, uh, he, I think that this is foul play. And the other detective said, oh, you mean he was playing with birds? Boom! Funny shit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's just move on with the show. That's the level of quality you guys can expect today. <laughs> let's go. All right, biscuit. Yeah. Do you want to open up the mailbag? <laughs> oh, we still have one of those. <laughs> we do still have a mailbag. Uh, we haven't been getting a lot of mail. Uh, almost none would be the answer, but never mind. It's still there if people want to send us stuff. Uh, BigBadNonsense at gmail.com is our email address or Twitter at BigBadNonsense. Uh, but we do have a, uh, a couple emails here. The first one comes from Phil from Parts Unknown, who wrote Taco Surprise. And that's the beginning and end of it, huh? <laughs> yes. I wrote back well... to say... To say, what do you mean, Phil? And uh, Phil never replied, so I have no idea. Phil has succumbed to COVID-19. <laughs> and uh, we mourn for his family. But um, sure, taco surprise. That's fun. <laughs> uh, good contribution. I'm glad we brought this back. <laughs> I don't know what taco surprise is. Boat! Is, is, is the... <laughs> That would have made more sense. Uh, is that an actual recipe, a taco surprise? I'm sure if you put that into Google, you'll get some recipes and probably some really gross porn image. Oh, boy. I wish you hadn't said that. Okay. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Our second email is from someone who is completely anonymous, uh, who says that we should do Steven Seagal. Like, fuck him? Uh, I hope not. I, I, I'd hit it, but um, I don't know. He's he's kind of a fun, goofy character, but it's kind of like that time that somebody said we should do Metallica. Like, okay, <laughs> I, I I think More specifically, I I think I know what 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 this is about. And and John, I know you're listening. I'm pretty sure that this is from a friend of mine who is trying to get me riled up. And John, uh, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, or Steven Seagal. 
<laughs> I have a friend, John, who knows that I absolutely despise Steven, Steven Seagal movies, and he enjoys taunting me to make me go on rants. And I think he's he's done this to try and uh, make me do that on the podcast, but I'm not going to do that, at least not today. Well, it was a good try, John. I mean, anything you can do to irritate this man, I am very pro. <laughs> I fucking hate Steven Seagal. Uh, okay, so Biscuit, if you're cool, we can close up the mailbag and move on with the show. My mom says I'm cool. Your your mom is always right. What does she say about yep. me? All right. Oh, we don't talk about you. <laughs> so. Biscuit. What? Tell me some things that you think could easily be mistaken for a weapon. Um, most of the things I use at work, I guess. Lots of cutlery and stuff. Uh, I got a meat tenderizer I can whoop your ass with. Um, a hockey stick. Um, a dildo. Um, a beer. Um... Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think of a situation where someone might mistake a dildo for a weapon. If I'm out on the street and somebody starts walking at me with a dildo, I am going somewhere else. So I think it qualifies. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of an incident where someone might have walked at someone in the street with a dildo. <laughs> There's uh, an Instagram account, I think it's called Subtle Dildos, that it's just pictures that, like, the dildo is by no means the focal point of the picture. There's just one in it, and it's kind of like a Where's Waldo. Mm -hmm. Uh, People should check that out. It's pretty fun. (laughs) It sounds like fun. Uh, Actually, aren't dildos... Uh, illegal in Texas or something like this? <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I believe it. There, there was some issue, like, a while ago, where, where protesters were talking about, I think it was like, e- either they're illegal to order over the internet, or illegal to sell, or something like that. But of course, the, the big joke being that in, in Texas, like, you can buy and carry around any sort of gun that you want, uh, but you, 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 you can't get a, a dildo. Yeah, I mean, you can go into a Walmart noticeably drunk at 2.30 in the morning and buy a shotgun, but uh, no sexy times. That seems rather strange. <laughs> yeah? I, I think that... I, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's a very sort of broad understatement, I think. But uh, I, I guess the, they, the state government of Texas considers dildos more dangerous than than firearms, so maybe there is some truth to that statement? Sure. <laughs> I, I got I got nothing else on Texas dildos. Like, <laughs> that is my full repertoire on that one. Okay, okay. So, Biscuit, can you ever see a scenario where a toy truck might be considered a weapon? Um, that's a bit of a reach, I would say. I, I think a lot of the things that you said would generally be considered a bit of a reach, such as dildos like i'm generally not frightened of them uh i guess if someone ran at me very quickly i would probably be more frightened of that person uh than the dildo that they were carrying although i guess casanova valentine has what is he called the satan cock yeah he's got a spiked one and 
Um, yeah, yeah, dildos have come up in uh, deathmatch wrestling more than once. Okay, um, but let's was, be clear. There was a match. I, I, I want to get this one out. Okay, go ahead, fun. go ahead. And, go then ahead. I, and then I'll let you go back to your thing. Okay. okay, so there was a match. I can't remember who it was between. It's like five years ago. That the way you lost the match is they had a steel chair with a dildo duct taped standing up on like the seat of it. So um, the way you won that match was that you threw the other guy butt first down on it. Ow. I mean, it was more of a gimmick. I mean, they didn't actually go up the booty hole. But still, that was something that people paid money to see. <laughs> I would pay money to see that, to be honest. Okay, but let's... Yeah, be- yeah. I have paid money to see that. <laughs> Who wouldn't? It, like, I think in general you said, hey, do you want to see very large men beating the tar out of each other and then tossing them on a chair with a with a an erect dildo. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, I mean, there's a good chance that's more interesting than whatever I'm doing at that time. Okay. Now, to be clear, uh, the Satan cock uh, wielded by Casanova Valentine, friend of the show. Uh, if you don't know him, follow him on Twitter, Deathmatch Wrestler. He has a r- incredibly large dildo with uh, nails hammered through it. Uh, It's designed to look like an instrument of pain. That could be considered a weapon by every stretch of the imagination. I I bet you've spent more time talking about dildos this recording than you expected at this point. (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. Okay, moving on to our story, though. Okay, toy trucks. Uh, Yep. I'm going to tell you the story of Charles Kinsey. Now, usually when I mention someone's name at the top of the show... uh, they're going to end up looking like a terrible person sometime by the end of it. But I'll tell you right now, Charles Kinsey is is not in that situation. He is a saint. Uh, he is a man who uh, works with uh, with children who have uh, disabilities, uh, who have mental disabilities. He's going to be the subject of this, uh, and he's definitely not the villain here. But one day, so Charles Kinsey, he worked at a uh, a community center uh, for children with uh, different problems. And one of the children who attended this uh, community center one day sort of wandered away from the home or the community center carrying a toy truck. And he sat down. I think I know this story. Mm, you might. You might. It was pretty popular uh, in the news. And I think it's it's very yeah. salient to current events. But I thought yeah, it would be... I think I know this one, but I'm, I'm going to let you go, but I think I know this one. Okay, yeah. anyway. So this, this young man who, who had autism, he wasn't verbal, uh, he sat down on the sidewalk and he started to play with his toy truck. Now, Biscuit, does anything seem strange about that so far? I would walk by that and not be offended by it. I'd be like, all right, cool, nice truck. <laughs> yeah. Kind of wish I had one. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you, you could just go to, like, Toys R Us and buy one. Yeah, my kid's got this remote control, like, scorpion weird thing here that when he's not here, I definitely play with it. A remote-controlled scorpion. It, it's it's like a big thing with wheels on the bottom, but there's one button you can press that, like, rolls up into a ball and shit, and it's cool, and I totally play with it. You know what? I would, too. I would, too. Yeah, look. <laughs> Like, th- this kid at this point, he is not bothering me at this point in the story. I'm like, that, good, do you. 
Okay, well, anyway, one motorist uh, drove by this young man sitting on the sidewalk, playing with his truck, and uh, somehow felt there was reason for alarm and called the police because they seemed to think that the toy truck was a gun. Genuine question I want to ask at this point. Um, complete sincerity. Go ahead. Is this guy black? The one playing with the truck? Y- you know, I'll be honest, uh, it's, it's hard to tell from the videos and things. It does seem that he is. He certainly doesn't have a gleaming white complexion. So they probably weren't alarmed by the truck. They were alarmed by complexion, most likely. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we've seen it all the time on the internet. Black people doing things tends to raise alarm in the white population. Usually they're just existing. So I, I, I wouldn't rule that out as a possibility. I, I don't have any insight into the mindset of the motorist who called, just that they said they thought someone was sitting with a gun on the sidewalk. Great. Great. <laughs> now, I, I should mention that this happened in Florida. Of course it did. <laughs> I don't know if Florida is an open carry state. No, it's stand your ground state. It's... I can just get mad at you and shoot you and say I was defending myself, and they're like, all right. There we go. So it's it's probably even more than an open carry state. It's a concealed carry state. Mm-hmm. It's illegal to not have a gun. Yeah, I mean, so there's a kid sitting on the sidewalk, right? Like, if someone was going to go on a shooting spree, would they just sit on the sidewalk with a gun? No, I mean, that you're kind of taking the element of surprise away from yourself if you're advertising. Whatever. The whole point in this whole thing started when this motorist somehow decided there was reason for alarm, said there's a a small kid uh, sitting on the sidewalk with what looks like to be a gun. I don't have a recording of the 911 call. I don't have any insight into their motivation behind it. You know what? I would put money on caller having something to do with it. I don't know if the caller would admit to that, but he does, you know... (laughs) He, from the videos and pictures of this kid, uh, and I'm not going to mention his name because as far as I can tell, he, he's just, he's a young man and uh, he is autistic. Like th- there's, there's no need to bring his name into this. Uh, nothing bad happened to him, fortunately, but the police were on their way. Obviously. I mean, there's a threat here. <laughs> anyway. Tycho is taking over. <laughs> At, in the between time, Charles Kinsey who worked at this community center, went out to fetch and retrieve this young man and to bring him back inside. So he went out to the sidewalk where he was, playing with his truck, and tried to convince him to come back. Now, of course, he's, uh, he is autistic, he's nonverbal, so it, well, I guess it, he, he could speak and everything, but he, didn't really, he doesn't really react to people. So it takes a little bit of convincing for him to, say, come back inside. In this time, the police show up. Thank goodness. Finally! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, just like all these interactions in America, it's ridiculous and absurd. Because it's not like a police car swings by to see if there's any merit to this. It's like a ton of police cars with a ton of cops with a ton of rifles all pile out into the street and surround these two these two men. Yeah, if, if they hear the magic words that they got a gun, then they're going to roll in and, you know, it's 
ready, shoot, aim, as they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Charles Kinsey was very concerned because here is his young ward, like the, the, the man he's taking care of, the young man he's taking care of, with all these police around him. The, the young man is autistic. He does not understand officers' commands. So, and Charles Kinsey is also a black man. So he lies down on the ground and he puts his hands up in the air and starts trying to shout to officers to explain to them what is going on. Uh, so he's black too. So he must have like come up to the situation, seen all the cop cars and been like, oh shit. <laughs> he was probably thinking that in interviews with him afterwards, it seems like his main concern was for the, the young boy. He, he didn't seem to be as concerned for his own life because he... Now, you really have to go, listeners, you really have to go and look at the video and the pictures of these different events. As always, I'm going to put the news articles in the, the show notes. But it, it really is ridiculous. He's lying on his back on the ground with his hands pointed skyward, shouting out to the officers, he doesn't have a gun, he has a toy truck... He doesn't understand you. He's autistic. So all of this is going on. It, it, it is ridiculous. But you know how there's always these white people on the internet who are like, well, if he complied with the officer's commands, he'd be alive today? Th- th- this is one of those things. It's usually one of the first comments. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like this this guy is going above and beyond. If, if it was me who came across that scene, I would have looked down at him and like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's it's absurd the extent that he is going to to show that he is not a threat and to try to explain to these other officers that this kid is not a threat. Meanwhile, the cops are looking at this guy laying on the ground with his hands pointed upwards and they're like, he's summoning some kind of space gun! <laughs> this is why we need Space Force, huh? Is he robbing us right now? I can't tell, but there are hints. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is a very bizarre situation. And in one of the videos that someone took, like, they, they don't have full video of the incident. Someone came across this incident as it was in progress. They don't have video of what happened before, although what happened before is not very important. Like, we just have, you know, when the police officer showed up. And you can clearly hear, like, him on the ground yelling, like, the the boy is autistic, he has a toy truck, and all of this stuff. Now, there is a standoff happening now. It's several officers with guns pointed at these two men, and him with his hands in the air shouting. Who do not have guns. Yeah, who do not have guns. And... Well, one of them is suspected to have a gun, and he's yelling. Now, this 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 goes on for several minutes, where they're standing there just pointing their guns at this situation. Yep, the great de-escalator. <laughs> now, at this point, people around in the street, in the businesses around there, are starting to take notice. One uh, one man who is a merchant in a shop had a friend nearby. And his friend says, well, I got some binoculars. And uh, he says, well, can I use your binoculars? So this shop manager guy or a shop owner, I think he was, he holds up binoculars. He looks at what's going on and he can clearly see that this boy is holding a toy truck. So he approaches. I, yeah, 
I gotta feel like they can see that pretty clearly at this point too. Like, I am not a gun expert, but if I'm standing a few feet away from a toy truck, I can be like, not a gun. Yeah, they're not a few feet away. They are some distance away. Let's give them that much. But I will tell you this. In the cell phone right. video that someone took, like, it doesn't look like a gun. No, I. it's not designed with the intent of looking like one. Yeah. It's supposed to look like a truck. Like, in a poor quality cell phone video that someone took, so back even further than the police perimeter... It doesn't look like a gun. It Like, you can't really tell what it is. It looks like some sort of silver tube. It doesn't even resemble a gun. The kid is sliding it around on the ground. Uh, he's picking it up. He's holding it up to his face. He, he's just he's just As one around does with, with a firearm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so this shop owner, he goes to the one of the closest officers, and he says to them, he's not holding a gun. He's holding a toy truck. And how do you think the officer reacted? Uh, you leave this one to us. Or something <laughs> along those lines of, I'm in charge, you're not. Let me do what I fucking feel like doing because I have no oversight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Basically, they told him, like, back the hell up, get back, or we'll arrest you, basically. Leave this one to us. That's So you, you almost hit the nail on the head. He just basically said, back off. Yeah, they... That is a profession that greatly dislikes being told that they're off base. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, th this is the point where I have to, you know, raise a question, Biscuit. There's been a lot of talk recently about defunding the police, uh, especially in the United States, where, you know, they're rolling down the street with these, like, armored personnel carriers, and they've got these, like this body armor that'll protect you from like, you know, a, a roadside bomb and all this other stuff. And people said, mm -hmm. what's the need for that? And here are all these police officers with, you know, high powered assault rifles pointed at this. And if just one of them had a pair of binoculars, they could have finished this whole situation. Yeah. And you can like get these thugs to want to use equipment like that. You just put the word tactical in front of it. <laughs> So it's tactical binoculars, and that'll get, you know, their man juice flowing. They'll be like, oh, I need this shit, and they'll start using it. But instead, what we've done, we got companies like, not to single them out, but like Lockheed Martin, a bunch of other ones. They, they're getting so much money from the government to build military-grade shit that, like, the military has come to them being like, you can stop we're good. We got enough. And they're like, well, government gave us the money for it. Got to do it. And so that shit's trickling down to cops. So like you can go back to my little town up in new England and like, they got a fucking tank. Like you don't need that. You need like three squad cars and a couple of guys on bikes to write traffic tickets. You don't need a bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> No, I mean, it's true. I, and I mean, you, you summed up the military industrial complex right there. It's that the someone wants to make money, so they produce military gear. And then when the military runs out of a use for it, they find other people to sell it to or, you know, other like to, to get money for it. And uh, it, it's ridiculous. So now you've got 
you know, things like tanks and things like that thrust upon police officers when really, you know, all that they needed to solve the situation was a set of binoculars and a radio. One guy to look at the binoculars yeah. and one guy to radio the others and say, it's a toy truck. Yeah, but I mean, when you got guys with the mindset that they want to do this for a living, you give them a bunch of fancy toys, they're going to find a way to use them. Um I'm, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here for a second, you know. Yeah, let me tell you about the gay frogs again. But, um, like, the military-industrial complex, and now we're way out of control of this shit. You know, it's kind of like the big pharma thing that, you know, there's no money in healthy people. Um, for this type of industry, there's no money in people not getting shot with shit. So if the threat's not actually there... This is what happens. It gets manufactured. And I'm just trying to bring joy and sunshine to everybody's day. Yeah. And for all the people who are saying that we don't need to defund the police, you have all these officers responding to a scene when there are probably more serious issues that they could have been dealing with. And one with a set of binoculars could have confirmed it and then it could have finished right there. And nobody would have gotten hurt. Yeah. The, the whole defunding the police thing, um, allocate the money differently. Yeah. Pay them higher, screen them much more strongly before hiring them so that you have less shitty people and the ones that should be cutting me a pound of ham at the deli counter at Publix are doing that instead of pointing guns at some kid with a truck. It's not that we have to get rid of it altogether. It's it needs to be completely flipped on its head how the money's being spent. And moreover, sort it out so that they have less things to deal with. So they don't have to deal with mental health issues. They don't have to deal with a homeless guy peeing on the sidewalk. Yeah, if you put more money into mental health and facilities for that, then yeah, there are people that that's what they do and there's more of them. So yeah, they can focus on the real issues and not the ones that... Uh, I can't remember his name. Kinsley, the the guy here. Charles Kinsey, yeah. He was the one Yeah, he was the one best equipped to handle that situation. <laughs> Him without anybody else being there is better than a single one of them being there. He was the man who devoted so much of his time and his life's effort into helping uh, these children with disabilities. He is the one who was serving and protecting in this situation. And unfortunately, things took a painful turn for him. That's kind of how I remember it, yeah. yeah. But um, now, drop some sunshine on us. Yeah, nobody died. Let's say that right now. Charles Kinsey is alive and well. The young well, man. Well, yeah, you said he did post interviews, which if he died, that would have been difficult. So I well, I mean, also, he had, he had no permanent lasting serious injury either. Cool! <laughs> the young boy is also unhurt. Now... At some point, some officer... Now, all of this is going on. They've got their guns trained on him. Nobody is really making an effort to either verify what he said or find out if this really is a toy gun or approach or realize that nobody has been shot yet. There's just a standoff in the street. Now, as the standoff continues, of course, all these idiots holding the assault rifle start getting the itchy trigger fingers. And at that point, three shots are fired. And the explanation for why that was necessary was... (sighs) I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Let's. I leave thought that. he had another gun. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Now, all three shots missed the young boy. One of them 
struck Charles Kinsey in the leg. Now you have to remember too, the boy is sitting upright on the sidewalk playing with his truck. Charles Kinsey is laying down with his hands in the air and he gets shot in the leg. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to take care of that guy laying on the ground taking a nap first. That's the one that always sneaks up on you. Yeah, I don't know. Charles Kinsey does have darker skin than the boy, so... <laughs> Maybe that's why I mean, that's, they went for the blacker I mean, man. It, we can't argue something that's so repeatedly proving itself to be accurate. That was probably part of the incentive. Okay, police rush forward, and their response to this is to handcuff both men and pat them down, looking for weapons, uh, including Charles Kinsey, who at this point is not. Did they find any? <laughs> no, of course they did not. Absolutely, of course they did not. Charles, now keep in mind, Charles Kinsey is bleeding from his leg, and now he is handcuffed, lying on the ground, and no one is giving him medical assistance. Yeah, while a bunch of white guys are like, why are you bleeding all over our sidewalk? Do you not care about that? That's your tax dollars. (laughs) He asked the officer who shot him, why did you shoot me? And the officer replied, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's something to be said for honesty in this world. Uh, the, those That is a direct quote. I'm not paraphrasing or anything. It's not like he gave some sort of convoluted answer. He was asked, and he just said, I don't know. When asked by one of the uh, duty sergeants uh, who was there uh, the same question, he also replied, I don't know. And I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot because I doubt you have this info on hand, but does that guy that shot him still have a job? I bet you he does. We will get to that. We will get to that. All uh, right, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, that is coming. So I just want to remind everyone of the absurdity of this situation. A boy with a toy truck has been sitting on the sidewalk. The police are called over this. The caretaker, who would normally be supervising this boy, uh, has gone out to try and convince them not to shoot. And in turn, he has gotten shot and since then been handcuffed. And the officer who shot him with three bullets, the two of which missed, uh, I'd like to remind you, so this, this is probably not a guy who should be holding a gun, missed two and hit him in the leg. And... and now we're at the point where they've they've cuffed both these people. And the Fox News headline on the ticker on the bottom for this was like, darker skin boy hypnotizes cop, forces him to shoot man on ground for unknown reasons. Okay. Now, let's get to the office. That one ain't making the cut. <laughs> it might. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. I'll drink. <laughs> I'll drink a lot while I'm editing. Okay. Uh, now the officer. For the first few days, the police department did not release the name of the officer. Later on, it was released. Jonathan Aleda, the name of the officer, was declared to be the one who shot Kinsey. This all prompted, you know, a bit of investigation, which I hope so. His story shifted from "I don't know." to something else. (laughs) Okay. That's ominous. Yeah. So the story shifted from, I don't know why I shot him to, I believed that the, uh, the boy, the one with the toy truck, uh, was going to injure Charles Kinsey. Oh, right. Um, the closest thing to somebody that he trusts, 
um, given how that typically goes. Yeah, he's probably scared of him and not a bunch of strangers pointing guns at him. Which, which even then, if it was like I thought he was scared of me, that that's still not like a good excuse. His reasoning is he was trying to save Charles Kinsey's life from this boy with a truck. <laughs> I saved him by capping his ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we're at now. So, so his argument has changed from I don't know to I was trying to save Kinsey from this boy with the truck because he thought Charles Kinsey's life was in danger. Now, Honestly, I don't know was a better reason. <laughs> it really was uh, because not only did he not hit the boy he was supposedly aiming at, he hit the man whose life he was supposedly trying to save with only one of the three bullets that he had fired. So that's... I mean, they do show them how to use those things at some point, don't they? Do they? Isn't the whole big thing in America, like people are pointing out that you have to spend more time learning how to become a hairdresser than you have to do to be a police officer? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much like one of those weekend courses to be a licensed bounty hunter now that, you know, like Dale Gerbel on King of the Hill did and stuff. Mm. But, um, so we give them something very, very capable of killing people, um, their judgment is way off and they're not very good at using it. (laughs) And yet somehow we got here and things have gone awry. The, uh, Miami Herald, uh, was told by the, uh, was told by the police department that, you know, uh, he was trying to save Kinsey's life. The head of the Police Benevolent Association, so in other words, the policeman's using... I said I can't even speak now. The head of the Policeman's Benevolent Association, a.k.a. the police union... See that. <laughs> a.k.a. the police union, said that, you know, Officer uh, Aleda had done everything right, which is absurd and ridiculous, uh, because doing everything right usually doesn't result in, like, what he thought was a hostage getting shot. And uh, this proceeded on to... Um... Yeah. Go ahead. So I've been fucking up my whole life, guys. Every time I think I've done well in this world, I haven't shot anybody yet. So apparently I got to get on that. <laughs> um, okay. Their, their grading metrics down there are weird. I, I think this is the scariest thing about police unions, that they will stick up for any officer who has done anything wrong at any point. Yeah. Um, uh, God, I'm blanking on the one that started all this shit going on right now. Floyd. Um, George Floyd, you mean? The police yeah. chief there was quoted. Yeah. The police chief there, um, once the other two officers got brought in, he's on record. He said, my job is to make sure that all three of these men keep their jobs. Like that's what a police union is right now. Is even when internally they know you fucked up, that is their job is to be like, nah, he didn't. Now, and you said the police that's chief, not how it should go. You said it was the police chief who said this. Are you sure you're not thinking of that? What's his, his name? I think his name is Bob Kroll. Uh, who's head of the Minneapolis Police Union. Yeah, that that's what I meant to say. I just kind of throw words out there and let you fix them. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy is particularly disturbing. He's had multiple use of force complaints against him as well. Good. So yeah. he's uh, unbiased. Let's, 
Yep. All right. Okay, so let's get to Jonathan Aleda. Kinsey filed a federal lawsuit claiming that he violated his civil rights. I don't know where the situation is with that lawsuit. Uh, as far as I know, those lawsuits take a lot of time, so I don't have any results of that. Jonathan Aleda. Uh, yeah? Yeah, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. All right, so Jonathan Aleda was arrested, eventually, on charges of manslaughter and neglig- negligence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the trial for manslaughter and negligence uh, resulted in a mistrial. Great. Who goofed? <laughs> well, that would be that would be the result of the jury there, right? If the jury is not convinced one way or another, you could have a mistrial. That's a hung jury. All right. Exactly. It was tried again, and uh, he was found guilty of culpable negligence, a misdemeanor, but he was not found guilty of anything else. So the whole shooting at an autistic kid, they were, they were cool with that. They were like, would have done it too. <laughs> would you like to know what his punishment was? Um, I am going to say he was suspended with pay. I, I actually don't even know if he is still on the police force or not. I'm assuming no, because he was convicted of this. Now, of course, it seems that in America, anytime they screw up, they just sort of move to another police department. But uh, I don't know if he's still on the police force. That is something I will look into, but I haven't been able to find any information about it so far. But he was sentenced to 100... God damn it, I just looked it up. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Go ahead and say it. But no, you tell it. us. You looked it up. Let's hear your frustration. Go ahead. So if what I'm looking at is accurate, he got one year of probation. That's it. There's a little bit more. One year of probation. Oh. 100 hours of community service. And, <laughs> and he had to write a 2,500-word essay on communication and weapons discharges. <laughs> So he had to do the equivalent of, like, what a high school kid has to do when he gets caught smoking weed in the stairwell. Yes. All right. So he's Well, spent... I'm sure he learned his lesson. <laughs> so he's basically spent, you know, 100 hours working in a library or cleaning up trash, and he wrote an essay. Yeah. So when they said he had to do community service, he was like, you mean go around and shoot autistic kids? And they're like, <laughs> um, no. More like mopping a YMCA, but love the enthusiasm. When you have oh my God. this level of incompetence that goes unpunished, is it any wonder that Black Lives Matter are frustrated? Like, th- this is just a man who got shot in the leg. Think about all the people who have been shot and killed that go unpunished or that have to do 100 hours of community service or something equally ridiculous. Yeah. Um, when this whole George Floyd thing wraps up, um, you think people are mad now? Wait till that verdict comes out, because I think I've already said it on here. I know I've said it elsewhere. Like, It's going to be something like this that that guy gets. He's either going to walk or he's going to get, you know, bad job, please don't do that again. And he's going to walk out of there. You think people are pissed now. I, but, I mean, this is the culture that we've built for ourselves. If if there's no repercussion, then why would you stop doing it? 
mm-hmm. like our the president of the country is a fucking loudmouth idiot and he's leaned in harder than he ever has before. It's working for him. Why should he stop? And this is just another example of that that when we let this shit go, I mean this is what the result is. God damn it though. Like he had to they probably like gave him an iBook air and like you can write it on here. Um if you want to stretch it out you can move the font from 12 to 14 so it looks longer <laughs> and that's it he's probably fine right now i've just looked it up so you're looking for a joke in there if there wasn't one i'm just mad no and uh i i think that's a rant we're saying and i think more people should heed your words at how ridiculous this is and it's like you said if if you think this is absurd now imagine when like the george floyd murderers get acquitted and I can only imagine that the the hell that uh, citizens will want to visit on the United States if that happens. Apparently, Jonathan Aleda is uh, likely to be able to remain a police officer from what I am reading. I mean, if come he, on! If he is still a police officer, the Google uh, the Google search that I've just done is not clear. But yeah, he's clearly a bad shot. He's clearly useless. And he's clearly a bit of an unscrupulous individual going from I don't know to I'm trying to save a guy's life by shooting him in the leg. So this is not someone you want carrying a gun in your neighborhood. No. And let's say that his mindset has evolved since this. He thinks differently. He sees the world differently now because of that strict punishment he got probably. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, first of all, there is no chance on this fucking earth that that happened. But even if we give him that, you want him out there protecting. You think he's going to drop somebody that actually does mean harm to him? He missed a kid playing with a truck. <laughs> like... Like, somebody pulls out a gun, and it's their day to do a mass shooting, and he happens to be on security. You want that to be your guy? He's as likely to shoot you! Biscuit, what have we learned from this? America was a mistake, and if there was, like, an undo button, I'd be hitting it, like, because we just, there's nothing we do correctly. Like nothing. <laughs> you can shoot at an autistic kid, miss him, hit a guy on the ground. Hit his therapist. And then the jury's like, oh, well, I don't know. He must have had his reasons. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> his therapist. Go ahead. Well, No, no, no. I was just adding that he shot his therapist, right? Not just a man on the ground. He shot the boy's therapist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Just to make it even sound even more yes, absurd. The one Yeah. The the one guy literally who, the person Yeah. That gets paid to handle this child. And he's like, nah, I got this. Boom. The only person who's acting with any common sense in this and, situation. Yeah, like <laughs> and um I, I'm not gonna generalize, but I mean Autistic people, trust for them is something that they struggle with from childhood through adulthood. Um, You want this kid to be, you know, more manageable, easier to work with. 
you want to build up a little trust with people of authority and you all point a bunch of guns at them like good job on that one you fucking nailed it mm. Like, the mishandling is just unbelievable. And it's just okay. We've, we've as a country, we've just kind of gone, hey, what do you got to do? And that's it. Let's leave it at that. Biscuit, do we have anything to plug? Um, I'm going to plug some music tunes for you folks. Um, Bumpin' Uglies came out with an album a couple days ago. There's a track on it called The Escape. It's fucking good. You should listen to it. You're probably not going to because you don't even listen to me, but <laughs> there you go. I'm going to take this moment to plug uh, Warhorse. Everyone should go follow him on Twitter. That's a good one, too. You will have a good time. You'll love him. By the time you see the Avatar, you're already going to like him. He's great. I just, like, there's no, spe- I have no special connection to Warhorse other than I follow him on Twitter, and it's great. Go follow Warhorse on Twitter. Just because I wanted to plug something, too. Yep. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to, and you're like, oh, shit, um, this guy's fun. But yeah, he really is. You should check him out. <laughs> okay, so, pod people, as always, we are available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and that's all five. I was getting ready to say something else, but there's nothing else other than that. Those are the platforms we are available on. Please follow us. Please go and rate us on one of those platforms, like give us a five-star rating or a thumbs-up rating or whatever rating each of those things have. It really helps out the show. Please leave a comment. If people start leaving comments on our uh, podcast uh, platforms, then we'll start reading them on the air. Yeah, it'll really help us take off. And um, as long as you're not Phil, please email us. (laughs) Or if you are Phil... Please explain to us what you meant by, like, uh, taco surprise. And I'd also like to point out that we are on Twitter at BigBadNonsense, BigBadNonsense at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us. Uh, and that's all. That's all, folks! Have a good day, you fuckers! <laughs>